Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. This podcast is being brought to you and created by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. They have creation tools that allow you to edit and record your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast to all of the platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor has all the tools to get your podcast going. When you're ready to start your podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Roundtable Podcast. This is episode eight. And today I have with me on the Roundtable, returning Roundtable regular, Denny. How you doing? I'm doing all right. That's I'm a regular? Yes, you're a regular. <laughs> if you've been on here more than once, you're going to be classified as a regular. So how was your day? Okay, lazy. Did a couple of errands, nothing special. That's good. I wish I can say the same thing. I was at work. Work stuff. That's about it. Um, Work was kind of slow. And when it's slow, I like to look at certain news sources that's not related to Trump, politics, murders, or... I like to look at something bizarre as as far as a headline. So, have you seen anything recently on the news that or read anything that was bizarre bizarre hmm really the only thing that comes to mind it kind of goes against your rules <laughs> cuz it is it is regarding murder and it's kind of political um it's regarding the a tribe native american tribes out in oklahoma and there's this situation that happened where somebody murdered somebody. Um, and the case lawyer that got on to it to try to defend the individual, they, <clears throat> how would I say, They're, they were finding a way to defend the case. And so one of the things that she aimed towards was, okay, where was the murder actually t- take, taking place? You know, was it on U.S. soil or was it on what's considered... Um, on Indian soil. Um, and that started to take over the whole case uh, because she's really building it on that and she's claiming that it wasn't on U.S. soil. And if it's not on U.S. soil, then the United States of America has no leeway 
to charge or to even put this person on trial for murder because it's out of their jurisdiction. So she's really harping on this. And being that she's harping on this, this whole thing has taken a whole huge different spin. Because now the murder case, even though that's still the primary uh, case, now there's a possibility that they're arguing whether half of the state of Oklahoma, half of it, as far as this territory, whether it belongs to the United States or whether it actually is Native American soil. So that's, at this point, that's actually in, in, um, in the Supreme Court's hand. They're supposed to make a decision on it this past July. And I was, I've been following this up on a podcast. So they have like series, you know, just talking about this particular case and they provide updates every once in a while. They're supposed to, the Supreme Court was actually supposed to make a decision this past July, but the decision that they came up with is that they're going to postpone it because they're, you know, this, it has a lot of different ramifications that could happen. Now, you're, you're talking about saying or rewriting the rules that half of the state of Oklahoma is not U.S. soil. It's actually tribal territory. So what kind of effects does that have on today's laws in the state of Oklahoma? What happens to the people that thought that they were living on U.S. soil and all of a sudden they don't live on U.S. soil? You know, so it's, and it's starting to become a very big thing where companies like, you know, big companies that can put lobbying dollars and things of that nature on the line, and now they're wanting to make sure that things don't change. So from hearing this podcast, it, it all seems like this this case should be, I guess, judged or, or the determining judgment should be that this is actually Indian territory, not United States territory, but for the Supreme Court to make such a huge judgment on in their favor, that's a lot of, that's, that's huge. For all of us to say, oh, shit, Oklahoma doesn't, you know, Oklahoma is not all ours. It's half of it belongs to natives, you know, and putting it on the, in the legal books, that's huge. So I'm not, I guess I'll, I'll be very surprised if they... If the judgment at the end of the day becomes that they give the land back to the Native Americans or, I'll, you know, some way they find a way to say, nah, things ain't going to change, you know. Um, and at the end of the day, what's on the line is this murder case. Everybody forgot about the murder case, about this person, whether this person was guilty or innocent. Everything is now on who the hell does Oklahoma belong to? Uh, I found that like bizarre and a whole completely different scale. Hmm. Well, I never, <clears throat> I wouldn't necessarily wouldn't know that. So that's very interesting to know. So, hmm. and what's the name of the podcast? That one um, is called This Land. This Land? Yeah, literally this land. T-H-I-S, Land. T-H-I-S, Land. Okay. Take a look at it. Check it out. That'll be a, that's an interesting story to follow. Yeah, if you're interested in that, definitely. Like, I like to dig in Florida files. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so everything 
if it just start off with a Florida man or a Florida woman, I just know that the news is going to be bizarre. Bizarre. So the recent one I read, a Florida man uh, kind of blew up his apartment complex or part of his uh, apartment complex because he was microwaving a microwave. <laughs> Don't know how that would work, but it... it he was microwaving a microwave. They say he was strung out on something. I don't know. But he was microwaving a microwave, and then it exploded, and the apartment complex caught fire. So, yeah. I'm from I'm from Florida, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give some education in regards to why Florida always looked crazy in the news. It's probably something in their water. Nah. It's, it's, it's more like law. Uh, from my understanding, I don't know, i got to probably read up on it myself a little bit more, is that in the state of Florida, uh, when they make arrests and as far as when it comes to police reports and things like that, it's I think it's immediately public information. So the media and stuff like that, they have easier access to things like that as opposed to other states. Um, that's why... Well, why is it always Florida? Be- because it's like it's right there. It's like picking fruit from a tree. It's, it's the but information it's is there for fruit. you. It's bizarre fruit. Yeah, it's, it's, there's bizarre fruit in every state, but every state doesn't have the same laws as Florida, so they don't. Other states don't make it as accessible to the public, where you know that that type of information is just not readily available. But what? Why is Florida? They always have that type of. Crazy bizarre activity. Every every no, state always, has that. No, yeah, I mean every state has that. But why is it always Florida that makes it mainstream? Because that's the only place where you really legally can make it mainstream. Because you already the the news reporters and the media they already have access to it easily. They can just go to a database and see what the hell's going on. They read some crazy shit. I say, oh, you know what? We're going to run with this story because it's crazy. That's embarrassing. You can't do, yeah, it is, but it's. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I want. I I would love to have like a a t shirt that says you know something about like Florida man because it's. I think the one that really brought me to it, even to my knowledge, is um the show Atlanta with Donald Glover, and they they made some kind of funny remarks on one of their episodes about Florida man. Right, and if you Google Google like your birth date and Florida man, and a news article will pop up. I wouldn't be surprised. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's always, it's always Florida. I'm just saying, I'm from Florida. I'm just, I, that's okay. I'm just letting you. You can defend and your state all, and all your <laughs> listeners. You can defend why? your state. That's okay. fine. It's just, it's. Right, we ain't Alabama. That's that's fine. We're not in Alabama. We're not marrying each other's siblings, so I don't even care about that. So that's fine. Um, but today, uh, well, I'm drinking. Uh, ginger turmeric tea with peppermint and steamed lemonade, and I spiked it with some whiskey, so. Well, there goes the healthy part. (laughs) Right, so just add some type of added flavor. And Denny's currently drinking Miller Lite. Is, Is that a Florida drink? I don't think so. <laughs> That's an American drink. Okay, America. American. America. <laughs> All right, so that's what we're drinking on today. 
Uh, I have a little scratch in my throat, so that's why I'm drinking some hot tea. And I spiked it up with some whiskey just to oh. add some type of kick. Tastes pretty good. Um, I taste more whiskey than tea because I poured a lot of whiskey in here. But anyway. So much for that scratch. Yeah. All right. So today we are going to talk about adulthood. Now, I know when we were little, when we didn't have our way with our parents or whatever, we always like hype ourselves up. It's like, oh, I can't wait to get old so I can move out and do my own shit and this, that, and the third. And now that we are experiencing being out on our own, you know, there's its pros and its cons as far as being an, an adult. There's more responsibilities, you don't with bills. So what's What's the num? Well, I'm gonna say the number one thing. What's one of the, I guess, fun things about being an adult or just adulthood in general? The fun things about, at least one thing about being an adult. I guess it's to a certain degree you got, you can practice that free will, to a certain degree. Uh, I think that's a fun thing. Um, you know, doing your own thing. I would imagine that comes with a little restrictions when, you know, if you're married or if you're married and have kids or, you know, like that. But I'm single. Uh, don't have any, you know, any of those type of strings that are holding me down. So I can kind of do as I please as long as the funds are there. Um, so I, I think that's a big plus. I think that's a big plus. I think that's one of the things that we were why we always wanted to, you know, grow up and, you know, and be adults ourselves is because we wanted, we wanted to do what we wanted to do, you know, without the guidance or the direction from a parent or stuff like that, you know. So, yeah, I think that's one of the perks of adulthood right now for me. That's good. I think for me, I like the fact that I'm doing things on my own and not relying on my parents to do stuff like but when we were little you know they set up our doctor's appointments and you know we have to tell the doctor or the the parents normally the parents would tell the doctor what's going on with my child mm-hmm. you know so now it's like we have to do stuff on our own we have to like take that extra step to do the things those little things that our parents used to do right so i think with that just taking care of yourself without the whole parental guidance. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the the things about being an adult, in my eyes. Um, Also, just the freedom. You know, I've been out on my own since I was 19, so I've developed a way to be more independent. Like, my parents, well, my mom mostly taught me more about independence at an early age. So when I became old enough to be out on my own, I developed so much of that independent skill into college and working and all of that. So that's a, a, I wouldn't say a fun thing about being an adult, but that's one of the things that taught me to get ready for adulthood, which, you know... At the time, I didn't really pay attention to, but as I got older in my 18, 19, 20s, it was something I was like, oh, okay. I I classify myself as an independent person because of the stuff that I've been taught. So, mm. But that's the fun things. 
What are the not so fun things? The not so fun things? Uh, finding, I guess, finding out that at the end of the day, I guess your parent changes, you know, as far as that person that restricts you from doing whatever it is you want to do and finding out that that's really still there. Um, you know, this, this world is ran by how much money you have in your pocket in regards to what you can or cannot do. Um, so that's, that's your new parent. That's your new restriction. You know, if you, if you don't have, you know, all the money in the whole wide world, then, you know, you really can't. That's why I kind of even said it's like, you know, free will to a certain degree. Because, yeah, you, you know, we have more freedom in regards to what we want to do, but it's all based on, well, how much money do you have in your bank account? Are you living paycheck to paycheck? You know, do, can you, can you, you know, can you go ahead and do that one thing that you wanted to do for God knows how long? Uh, so free will is only as far as how much money you have, unfortunately, um, to a certain degree. I would say that's still, you know, it's just, that's a bad thing. You really still can't do anything and everything that you want to do because, you know, how how we, you know, set ourselves up as humans to move forward. Okay. I think the thing with me, the bad thing about adulthood is <sighs> bills. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I it's going it, to, it comes, but as far as like living on your own and, you know, you don't, you think about just living on your own. You think about just the rent because you have this house or this apartment or whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't think about, oh, I got to buy furniture. Oh, I got to buy groceries. Oh, I got to get a, a set of the light bill, the right. water bill, cable, mm-hmm. and all of that. So that also adds in to your, I guess, rent because you have these other, I want to say drawbacks, but these other additional things that you need to keep your household afloat or running. Right. Groceries and making sure uh, if you're a homeowner, you know, you got to have like homeowner's insurance and lawn care and doing upkeep on your house. So it's, it's, I don't know how certain people do it. I know people, that's their main goal is to own a house and to have all that extra amenities. I'm fine with apartment living because I'm not cutting no grass. I, I, I don't pay, I don't pay for water that's included. And I don't know. I think just mostly bills is the thing that I do not like as an adult. Like one minute you're getting paid. It's the first of the month. It's Friday. And the next minute you got all these withdrawals because you got to pay all these bills. (laughs) So that's the that's the main con for me is like I want to enjoy life, but I don't want to be suffering not saying that I am, but I want to be suffering month to month with bills. Right. And that, that ties in exactly with pretty much what I was saying. It's like, at the end of the day, you really don't have that free will because, you know, you get paid, let's say you get paid this week. Oh, shit. I also have two or three bills that are due in the next few days. So I got to kind of make sure that that paycheck kind of goes to that type of stuff. Or something comes up. Or something comes up, you know. So that's, that's 
you and I are pretty much the same in regards to that, and I'm pretty sure a whole bunch of people, if you ask them that question, is gonna is kind of kind of kind of be the same answer. Is that you know we got you know you know we got stuff other stuff that needs to be paid. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah, and I think you don't learn much about that in by your parents or in school. Like we were taught. We were just taught history. Like, I I don't know what your high school career was as far as what you were taught in regards to getting ready to be an adult. All you know is that your mission was to pass these classes, get a diploma, and then you're no longer in school until you go into higher learning. But when I went to school, that's what I was taught. We were taught to maintain a GPA, pass these classes, learn these histories and mathematics and other shit that doesn't even remotely ties into what I'm doing now. And you get this piece of paper and we don't have to see you again. Like, they didn't teach us as far as economics, as far as managing your money and what you need to do. They'll teach you, they teach you where you need to go post high school as far as college. But if you're not the person that is doesn't want any type of higher learning in your high school, if you're just a high school graduate, that's fine. But if you don't want anything else beyond that, you just want to build a career on whatever you you decide to do. Certain high schools, well, in my day, were not taught that. So what's the, like one of the one thing you've learned as an adult that you didn't? Uh, learn as a child, whether it's from your parents or from school? Hmm. One thing I didn't learn as a child, but I had to learn as an adult. I would like to come up with a different answer, but it's kind of, you know, to the same thing that you're talking about. It's kind of that. It's the, the... you know, the life tools on how to, you know, how to survive is, or how to succeed or how to put yourself in a better pedestal. Uh, growing up in my household, school was important, you know, but I know in a lot of households these days, you know, it's not only just school is important, but school is very important. They push for higher education. It was a, it was it was a nice thing. You can I could feel that it would be nice for me to you know kind of go from high school to college and you know and kind of continue there. But that in my household that really wasn't growing up. That really wasn't there. Um, you know, of course, once again, school was important, and that would be a nice goal. But you know, seeing some other families nowadays, and you know, you can kind of tell that they push a whole lot harder for that. Mm-hmm. is to make sure that it's embedded in their child that no nah, it's not just high school you know you got to further you know your career you got to further your education um even to this day even though you know a lot of people are capable of surviving or probably even doing a whole lot better after getting a degree that that piece of paper sometimes doesn't mean nothing but at the same time it does it can mean a lot um 
you know, those are, you know, those are one of the things I had to learn where to a certain degree it was already kind of too late. Is I think I would have, I think I would have liked to have had the opportunity of being told, hey, I need you to start thinking what you want to do as an adult, as opposed, you know, maybe in middle school, you know, maybe having parents pushing me in middle school or even in the later years of elementary going into middle school already telling me, hey, dude, you got to start thinking about what you want to do in the future. And I'm talking about seriously, what do you want to do? Um, because by the time you get out of high school and that's when you start thinking about things, you are already way behind the curve in regards to a bunch of other uh, students that are graduating at the same time because they probably do have that parent that's pushing them towards thinking that way. And, you know, and I see, a, you know, a lot of kids nowadays that they're already thinking to that degree and they're not even finished with high school. You know, as I look at that, it's like, damn, I wasn't thinking about that shit when I was, when I was in school. Uh, I was just going on with my day, uh, having a good time, and just making sure that we graduated, did what we needed to do. And that's about it. But I was never thinking about, oh, I got to talk to this counselor about college. Where am I going to go? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, so I would have I would have had that. I would I would have liked that opportunity. Is to, you know. Think about those type of things a little earlier. Yeah. And I think in back in my day, the people who did not want or did not have that guidance as far as their future, mm. they either just get a degree, uh, high school diploma and they work at some retail until they figure it out or they'll go straight to the army because they just have no other alternative. Right. Or they just get a degree and stay at home. Like, they... A lot of classmates when I graduated didn't have that push. And when they didn't have that push, they stayed at their parents' house. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're grown. That's, you were supposed, the the whole rule as we were taught was to get your high school diploma and get out. <laughs> like, just mm-hmm. go out on your own. And certain people, they didn't have that guidance to branch out on their own. They didn't leave the nest. And, you know, it was hard for them to adapt to not getting up in the morning to go to school. You have this diploma and you're just at the house because either one, you haven't decided about what your what you want your future to be, or two, you're just comfortable with just being at the house. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people I have a family member, uh I'm not gonna say their name, but they don't even listen to the podcast anyway. But they are 36 years old, and he still lives at his mama's house. Hmm. He has a high school diploma, and he's not doing anything further. He works at a, he works at a, a plant or assembly plant or whatever, but he doesn't want any other additional responsibilities because mm-hmm. he's scared. 
and we've talked, he is really scared to branch out on his own because no one gave him that guidance to branch out, to get a house, to get even a dog, get a bill, a credit card. You know, they he was never taught that. So if he was not taught that, he's not just going to be freely just going out there and just figuring that on his own. And I think that was so difficult for him because he doesn't want to, like, make mistakes. And no no adult wants to make mistakes. And I know we've, us as adults, had our highs and lows when it comes to um, adulting. So mm-hmm. what's, like, one mistake that you can think of that you made in your adulthood? Well, I'm gonna back. I'm gonna backtrack a little before we just jump over to another topic. It's um, this one of the things that it seems like you said that's your cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, your cousin is going through and and is scared. You know, that's one of the things that we gotta realize. And being that we're talking about adulthood and you know, learning things as far as we're adults and things of that nature is one of the things we gotta learn if we have not already learned, and this is something I kind of learned on my own, growing into adulthood is uh, fear. You know, a lot of people shy away from fear, and they let fear dictate what they should or should not do. Uh, Fear is there to sharpen, uh, the way I look at it is to sharpen your senses. If, you know you want to do something or need to do something, but you have that feeling of fear. For some people, once they feel that fear, for them it signals, okay, let me not touch that. Mm. For other people, it, fe- it, it signals, okay, I'm going to move forward because that's what I want, that's what I need, but I'm going to be cautious in my steps moving forward. That's one of the things I learned is that I embrace my fear because I trust myself. Mm-hmm. So even though that fear is there, that f- the only thing that that fear is telling me to do is that be cautious. Be, calculate your steps. Move forward, but be careful because your attention is needed because if you do fuck up, you're going to fuck up. And you don't want to do that, mm-hmm. like, like what you just mentioned. You know, we don't want to. We don't want to mess up. We don't want to miscalculate, and next thing you know, find ourselves in a pretty damn bad spot. But that's your instinct talking to you, saying, "Hey, just be aware. Be on top of your game." Do you think all adults are like that? They try to exceed expectations when they set something that they want to do. Exceed expectations. I hope, you know, if if you have a goal in mind and, you know, it's kind of like going, you know, it's kind of like saying, hey, I want to perform at 100% at whatever it is. I want to perform at 100%. You You know, reality, you can't perform at 100%. But if you strive for that goal, it's only going to push you closer to that 100%. Mm -hmm. If you strive to overachieve, one of the reasons why people look back at it and say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strive to overachieve is because 
when they shoot to overachieve, you you're, you may not reach that goal that exactly you're looking for, but you may fall a little under it. But being that you push yourself so hard to overachieve, you push yourself to, I guess, exceed what you would have normally done if you would just kind of say, you know what, well, let's go ahead and exceed. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, going back to setting a goal, I think they people have their mindset where I'm just going to do set this goal and just aim at it flawlessly and not expect any type of bumps in the road. Like, being an adult, you're going to have bumps. So, and you have certain people, like my cousin, for example, um, when he sets something, he doesn't want anything to yield his path. And when you are an adult, you're going to have paths that you're going to take a left, take a right. It's never going to be a straight straight shot. You're going to have bumps and potholes and roadblocks and all that shit. But I think with you learn from whatever type of mistakes or roads that you unexpected roads that you encounter. So for me, I think the one of the main mistakes I made was um I want to say money management. I was never taught the the fundamentals of budgeting and careful spending and saving and I think if I've educated myself a lot more as far as you know my bank account I think certain decisions I've made I would have made or have made uh, in the past would have came out a lot different like there are certain things that I bought that I shouldn't have bought there's certain stuff I've Applied for as far as credit cards that I shouldn't have done. For example, I when I went to college my freshman year, I didn't know shit about credit cards. All I knew was this bank was going to give me some money, and I got a credit card, and it was five hundred dollars. And knowing me, I was like, I got five hundred dollars, and uh, you know, oh, you giving a broke college kid five hundred dollars. So I'm making it rain on Easy Mac, Pizza Rolls. Mm-hmm. All the junk shit to just stock up my little mini fridge in my dorm. Not realizing that I have to pay all that back. So when I got the credit card and maxed it out, I received a statement <laughs> of 540 something dollars. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, I maxed it out and then interest and it was like two months late because I didn't realize I had to pay the money back. So. That was like one big mistake, and that carried on my credit, which I didn't know again back in, back then that it's it's we have a score and all of that, you know, not knowing that it was going to affect my credit. Right. So I it went to collections, and I had to face those consequences of paying that off. Luckily, I did, and as I paid it off, I educated myself on what credit cards are. It's technically not my money. (laughs) It's money that I'm borrowing from the bank. And that was like one of the big drawbacks. And this all occurred before I became 21. So, you know, this was 
hard because not only that I'm broke in college at a most expensive school, I have this bill that I can't pay because I don't have any money. <laughs> so, right. you know, I didn't, when my parents gave me money for college, I never saved it. I spent it on groceries or books. I never had none to the side. When I did work study, when I got my check, I instantly spent it. So it was, it was hard for me to manage myself as far as money. And now, looking back at it, I'm very happy that I've tried, I've developed the art of budgeting. And I think I'm doing a pretty good job. I don't know. Gotcha. Um, one of the things, uh, that I stole from... Did you who? That I stole, not money. Oh, okay. That I... St- techniques. Okay. <laughs> One of the techniques that I stole... Gotcha. ...from you, actually... Okay. ...was having an additional bank account for spending and using your other bank account for bills. So now, what my technique... Can I say it? Or you want to say it? No, <laughs> the really. technique. No, I'll go ahead. <laughs> um, well, how I do mine is... I have a have two checking accounts and a savings. And I set myself, when I get paid, this is with my 9 to 5 job. When I do my photography work, it goes to my checking account that pays the bills. Hmm. So that's like added funds. So um, my, at the first, the one checking account, I set myself up as a little spending limit. And... Every time I get paid, it's that limit. Like, say, for instance, it's $175. So, every time I get paid, $175 of my earnings goes to that specific spending checking account. The rest of my money goes to my savings. Okay. So, my, uh, my, check, my other checking where I pay bills. And the checking where I pay bills, I'll pay those bills with the majority of the money that I've earned with my full-time job and photography. And I have my $175 spending limit to do go to the movies, go out to the club, restaurants, buy a rubber duck or something. You know, just, mm-hmm. just little miscellaneous right. stuff. Right. So uh, I do that until the day before I get paid again. And say I didn't spend all of it. And I have like... left in my spending checking account. Okay, so I get paid tomorrow. So what I do is I transfer that $75. I move that to my savings account. And when I get paid again, I have a brand new limit. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, if you have, I know like Wells Fargo people, um, every time you swipe your car, a dollar, you put a dollar into your savings account. So for my Bill paying checking account, every time I pay a bill, I'm rewarding myself a dollar into my savings account. So I don't touch that money in my bill paying checking account unless I'm actually paying bills. Like rent, grocery. I do groceries with it too. Rent, groceries, um, utilities, cell phone, and all that. So that's... Very rare that I touch that, but as far as the spending limit, and I think I've I've balanced that very well. Like I know where my money is, I know what I'm earning, I know what to spend, mm-hmm. without 
having one big checking account, one debit card, just making it rain on Chipotle gummy bears and all the other shit that I like. And then when I'm paying my bills, something's missing. I don't know what that percentage I have to spend. Right, right. Now that I know, because I have a completely different account number, card number, I'm good. So, just overall budgeting myself and money management was like the one of the biggest mistakes I've made. So yeah. no, and this and you know in regards to that, the funny thing is that a part of that 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 type of budgeting, uh, you know, it's. I, I learned part of that from another friend, and I learned part of that from another friend when I was kind of mismanaging my money, mm-hmm. you know, when I, when I got my first apartment and when I got, you know, started being, you know, started venturing out on my own, and I was, you know, mismanaging my money just the same. It's like... You know, and one of the, one of the tools, one of the things that he he gave me as a tip is, hey man, you know, instead of, you know, you trying to pay all your bills at the end of the month with one paycheck, you know, why don't you just budget yourself? If your bills is let's just say as an example, if you, he told me if your bills is like six hundred bucks a month in regards to all of your. In regards to all of the bills that you're paying, you know, credit card, phone bill, apartment, you know, if it's 600 bucks, then instead of just trying to find that 600 bucks at the end of the month, you know, why don't you just budget yourself throughout the, you know, all the four weeks, Mm -hmm. you know, if you get paid every week, you know, so if you get paid every week, we're talking about four weeks, then, you know, set aside $150 a week. And at the end of the month, you're going to have your 600 bucks and all that goes to the bills. Yeah, you know he he that I that that wasn't me that was him he's the one that told me, um, and I started using it, it like it, it worked like a charm it's like you know I'm, you know I'm not the smartest guy in the world but I definitely needed that kind of help, and he was able to provide it it helped out it put everything in perspective after the fact you know and it told me, and I added to his direction, you know I said okay cool if I can do that then you know what I'm gonna set up some other rules for myself. I'm going to set up some other rules for myself. I'm going to go ahead and do uh, what you mentioned is, you know, let's go ahead and let's let's uh, let's have a spending account. And anything that I don't use by the time that I get my next paycheck, all that goes to my savings account, you know. Um, and that that leads back to uh, what you had mentioned earlier, you know, was one of the things that you had to learn as an adult that you didn't learn as a kid. Uh, in my family growing up, FYI, even though I mentioned what I mentioned in regards to education and not really being pushed, uh, my parents did a hell of a job in raising me and my siblings. And one of the things growing up in our family that was big, and I wouldn't say that they educated us like, physically teaching us but you can just you know when it comes to parents you learn by observation Mm -hmm. you know you're if you have kids now you know you got to watch out what you say how you act because they observe everything they observe and they absorb everything and even though you may not know it they're you know they're taking cues from you as to how they should behave 
And growing up in my family, they, you know, they ran their own business and you can see them grinding in my family, you know, listening to my mom, either talking to one of my aunts or talking to whomever, uh, you can see that money was important in regards to how you managed it and things like that. You know, listening to my mom, giving advice to other people, you know, things like that as a child that I listened to, you can tell that I grew up knowing that, hey, money is important. Right. I didn't know why, but, you know, in my, you know, in my family, it was important. Um, so even though you say, like you mentioned, that that's something that you didn't learn growing up as a kid, I learned growing up as a kid. So that has no difference in regards to what you learned as a kid because this is something that I guess you can only learn as an adult. Because my, my friend, the one that taught me, you know, uh, gave me that tip is because I was struggling in managing my own money. I had this new apartment, first apartment ever. I had these, you know, I just, it was my first time doing anything and everything by myself. Um, and even though I had this background for my family of, you know, them running their own business, you can visibly see their grind, me visibly see their grind from growing up in a basically a ghetto area and little by little them moving themselves up into middle class i didn't know what the heck was going on back in the day mm-hmm. i just know oh we were living in this crappy house oh now we're living in this decent house looking back at it i can see what was going on i can see that they were you know i guess progressing themselves um, so it's, it's, is, is none of that is something that you have to learn as an adult because I had to learn myself, even though I had some kind of, I guess, heads up that, Hey, money is important in the world. Um, I still was mismanaging myself. Um, so, you know, that, you know, those things are type of, or, you know, are still, I guess, something that you have to learn as an adult one way or the other. Uh, in regards to my friend, you know, you mentioned in rules that, you know, that I can't mention names and things like that. But if anything, what I can mention is that, you know, this friend that told me this, this is more of a shout out to him is because he's pretty much a brother. You know, we've known each other for a very long time. I'll say probably close to 15 plus years. Um, so he's pretty much a brother at this point in time, and I hope he you know, feels the same way in regards to me. So even though I'm not going to shout out his name, I will shout out that, you know, if you want to look him up, he's considered as a Holy D or Holy Devil on Instagram. Holy Devil 69.6. At one point in time, he was, you know, he was doing rapping and things of that nature. Uh, so if you want to check him out, go ahead and check him out. Uh, once again, it's Holy Devil 69.6. I uh, won't shout out his real name, but, you know, shout out to him in regards to that tip that he gave me back in the day because till this day is very helpful. Now, not uh, as you can see, not only was it helpful for me personally, but, you know, I'm not going to keep that type of information to myself. If I can see that, it can help other individual. And, of course, I go ahead and, you know, you know, I went in and provided that information on over to you when I thought you needed it. Um, and, you know, here we are sharing to God knows who on the other side of this mic. That's good. I think that's like one of the big things um, us as adults 
have to take into consideration as far as managing more is just our finances and spending and you know and referring back to back in the day as far as my childhood that was one thing that was not taught or just I wasn't prepared for looking back at at my childhood now as far as getting ready to adulthood I it was a lot of stuff I didn't know and a lot of stuff I was just expecting to happen. So what's like one of the one things, if you can go back in time to tell the childhood you, as far as preparing for adulthood, what would you tell yourself? Goodness. Knowing myself, there's probably nothing I could probably tell myself to, to tell my younger self, like, hey, you probably should do this because I'm probably just going to be like, well, whatever, get out of here, you know? My younger self would be kind of, yeah, whatever, get out of here. Um, but I think I would like to say, you know, it's in whatever way conceivable where where it would, you know, set in in my younger self would be, you know, go ahead and shoot for that education, you know, in regards to higher learning, in regards to after high school. Go ahead and seek higher learning while you try to figure yourself out. Um, and I think that's, I think that would be one of the, you know, the main things I would try to tell my younger self. And I only say that not because I regret in regards to the steps I have taken at this point in time, because who I am right now is because in regards to those steps and I am okay and satisfied at this point in time in regards to who I am today. Um, but I would be, I am curious, genuinely curious to know where I would be today if I had that silver plate served to me in regards to education from elementary all the way up to high school up until college I would be I would be really interested to know where Denny would be in today's world if I had all the privileges that are afforded to other individuals that I wasn't I, I would really like to know because I know I have a lot of drive I know I have this instinctive level of just competing with others or with myself to better improve myself. I really, really would love to know where I would fall if everything that I needed to succeed was provided to me. Okay, that's good. I think with me, um, I was known for not thinking of the cons and just more of the pros as far as being out on my own. Um, they, you know, people always say, like, live life with no regrets. Uh, it's been a few things, I would say, throughout my adulthood, 20 all the way up until my current age. It's a few things I regret, and it's... To this day, it still kind of eats me up. 
as far as what I've done, the choices I've made. I would tell my younger self, um, every choice that you make is going to be a lesson, regardless if it's a good choice or a bad choice. You know, certain choices was under a lot of pressure, and certain choices was just me just being just dumb. And not to get emotional about it, I really regret some of the choices that I've made. Um, But in the end, I've learned so much from it. And me now, in, in my 30s, I'm accepting a lot of things that I've dealt with, that I've encountered, the choices I've made. I've just accept the fact that this has happened and I just have to just move on from, move on from it. So I would tell my younger self, as far as starting out into adulthood, you're going to make some choices. You're going to make some good choices to better yourself. And you're just going to make some stupid-ass choices that's just going to make you question your fate and your future. And I think now I'm very... I'm going to say cautious of the choices that I make. I'm processing every choice I make at this point. And that's that's just growth. That's just a part of growing up. And hopefully, you know, in the near future, when I'm 35, 40, 45, I'm very, I can process my life choices a lot easier compared to how I've been processing them in the past few years. So that's my my main thing. I would tell my young self that. I will also tell my young self to try to be more open-minded. Growing up, I was very, I must say I was small-minded. I wanted to know a lot of things as far as the outside norm. I was only taught stuff that I was, it was just in the area. So adulthood opened my eyes up to a lot of things as far as different people, different cultures. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that I, at a point in my life where I'm very open-minded to any and everybody or everything. You know, some stuff I don't agree with, some stuff I don't understand, but at the same time, I'm not being judgmental about it. Right. I grew up surrounding pe- surrounded by people who are very judgmental, and I would also tell my young self to be accepting and just be open-minded because you never know who you are running into, you never know who you encounter or being open-minded leads you to other life choices. So very happy that I, at this point, am an open-minded person. And I will also tell my younger self to, I would have told my younger self to be a stripper. Oh. <laughs> I I don't know, like I don't know. 
That, that would be a random choice. Like, hey, I want you to be a stripper. Why? Wait. <laughs> you just gave a whole explanation as to why you should be yada, yada, yada. Now you just go leave. You okay. Oh, by the way, you should be a stripper too. Do some research on it. Like being a stripper. No, I would tell my younger self to do research on being a stripper. And what do you think your younger self is gonna what do you hope they learn in regards to researching to be a stripper? Stripping. Well, obviously, <laughs> why? I don't know. <laughs> That'll be like the most random thing I would tell my younger self. Like strip. <laughs> Go be like the next well, it wasn't Magic Mike by then, back then, but be the next Magic Mike. <laughs> I guess so. All right, so I have a question for you. And for the new listeners, first-time listeners, the second segment is always a question of the day. Uh, These questions are submitted by people, listeners, through the social media. If you've listened to the podcast through the Anchor app, you can send in voice messages of your questions, or you can go on Instagram at Dion's Roundtable to submit questions. So... The question of the day, if you won the lottery, what's the first thing you would do? What's the first thing I would do? Uh What's the first thing I would do? Um, I think the first thing I would do is absolutely nothing. Maybe for the first two or three months. God knows how long. Um, I would like to win the lottery. I would like to quit my job. Just let them know. More of a, as a professional thing. Just let them know. Say, hey, I ain't going to be working anymore. And then just go in my little hole. Sit back. And enjoy it. I'm hoping in regards to this question as far as if you win the lottery, we're talking about like millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, like um, if it's a mega million, it was like eight hundred and ninety million. Okay. All right. So yes, I'll do I'll, I'll do what I just said and I'll just go in my little hole. And chances are a little hole means with my family, close friends, and I'll just chill. And I'll just enjoy the fact that moving forward, I finally reached free will. Actually, we talked about that. I have all the money that I need, not only for myself, but my family and maybe my friends. And just... immerse myself in that in that feeling that I no longer have anything to worry about in regards to finances that I'm free that 
I can literally just sit here and do nothing until I'm tired of doing nothing. And it'll be all okay. That's the first thing I'll do. That, that's the first thing? Yeah. Okay. What would be the second thing? Or you want me to start with mine? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, the second thing? I mean, that you ask while I'm doing literally nothing and just enjoying the feeling that I can do whatever is I'll probably be researching. I would like to think that I will research and probably put myself in like a back into school and and learn how to be like a financial advisor or whatever degree that is and just try to learn like okay what do I do with this money to make sure that it doesn't just dissipate and go into thin air next thing you know fuck I ain't got no more money so yeah I'll try to educate myself to make sure that that money is invested and that money gets put to work. Okay. That's a good good strategy. Mine is like super planned out. Okay. Like <laughs> Okay, so if I win the lottery, the first thing I would do, I would c- collect my earnings. I would disconnect myself on all social media platforms. I would get a burner phone. I would have, like, two people to have access to that number temporarily. Uh, I would have a legal team ready because what I would, the first thing I would do is I would take care of my mom, take care of my dad, sister, my niece, and I think, well, that's pretty much it as far as family. I would get all of my close friends together we will go to a lawyer's office. I'll tell them what happened <laughs> and how my life has changed. You will sign a contract and you will get a check. And that contract is just going to say that I'm going to give you this X amount of money, whether it's a quarter mil or two million, three million, whatever it is. Do what you want with it. I don't care. Just as long as you don't talk about how you got this money. Because if you do, I'm going to reimburse it back. (laughs) You know, I I want to take care of all of my close friends and let them live out their dreams of whatever they want to do, knowing that I'm helping them do it. And after I'm finished with all of that, I will get a private jet or plane and I will go to Barcelona. Barcelona, okay. I I don't know why. That's all. That would be like a getaway thing for me, to go to Barcelona and just check out that city and just enjoy that country and all that. So, and when I get back, I would want to invest in a business. I want to open up various. Uh, studios for up-and-coming artists, photographers, videographers to have an area where they can do their work as far as studio sessions. And also we invest into a company that's starting off and hopefully they branch out and become 
you know, billionaires and knowing that I'm investing in that company would also help me out as well. So okay. that would be my main thing. Like, I have to get a burner phone. Like, I don't want no one. Because I know, like, if if you win, like, a big amount like that, the word's going to get out. Like, oh, Denny wants some money. Like, I, I thought he, uh, I've known him since high school, and he owed me, like, $20 or something. Like, you know, you have, you're going to have people like that. So, <laughs> so I want to have, like, a burner phone where you all can communicate with me in code. And, Yeah. That's, that's, I like literally thought about that ever since Mega Millions the past few years exceeded 500 million. Right. So if I had like a strategy plan already, it's like I already know which lawyer I'm going to hire. <laughs> that's how, let's say, that's how intense I have it planned out. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I definitely don't have it planned out like that. Let alone last time I played any kind of lottery. It's been a while now. I think it was last time I played was like when it was reaching the billions. I think that was me too. When it, if it's if it's if it's like a mainstream on the news, then I would play it. Like yeah, I think that's probably like the only time I play it too. Yeah. So other than that, I mean, I don't. Which is probably the worst time to play because everybody right, doing and it's exactly just a, what you're doing. Odd chance of you winning. So yeah, even more so. Yeah, but uh, even if I just win a million dollars. Mm-hmm. I would try to utilize that money to take care of my family and just of my close friends. I mean, I can count them on my hands, so it's not it's not that I'm going to splurge on everybody. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, I, yeah. If I want a million, then yeah, I'll probably have to be a whole lot more calculated as to how I you know handle it because it's not like I can retire off of those type of winnings. So I don't think I would want to retire. Yeah. I think I will still want to. You know, do something or have to do something. Yeah. And I would probably like by myself, like make an island somewhere. Make an island. <laughs> make my own private island. It'd probably be cheaper to buy one. No, um, I mean, if there's some out there. Yeah, I think we can probably buy some. I don't know. I don't know if I need all that, though. I would probably, I would. If I like going to Barcelona and just vacationing there, I wouldn't come back to America. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I would, I would live in Australia. In Australia, yeah. If I were to, if I were to move like outside of the United States, I probably need to move to a country where where they can still speak English like the primary language. So Australia would probably work. I don't know if it would be Australia, but. Either, um, you know, the English language either has to be primary or at least a strong secondary. Canada? Yeah, it's too close. It's not like Canada's not. Alaska. Well, that's that's in the United States. United States. Yeah, either England, United Kingdom. And then there's some other countries over there that. That even though, like, the Netherlands, I think they're, you know, of course, they have their own language, but a lot of them know, you know, the English language just the same. What about Amsterdam? Possibly. I don't know. Do they speak English? I hope so. I think so. I don't know. It's probably one of those type of countries that they have their own primary language, but still, English is still, like, very prominent. That or 
I don't have to. No, I have to do my research because yeah, I, ain't, I haven't planned it that much. Believe me. Uh, after three or four months, I'm gonna be doing absolutely nothing. I plant mine. Hmm. Like I'm ready for that moment. <laughs> It'll be nice. Right. All right. So, um, again, Dion's roundtable is on Instagram. Uh, in the future or heads up. Episode 10 will be the season one finale. We will do Ask Dion. So you can send me questions and I will answer them. I think King and Queen will be part of that roundtable. Because I'm not sure if I can do it by myself. Uh, But submit your questions. Any questions you want to ask, just go to the Instagram page. That's Dion's Roundtable. And it doesn't matter what type of question it is, I'll answer it, or King and Queen will probably answer it for me, or whatever. But um, also, while you're there, be sure to follow it. Be sure to follow the page. And also, go on the podcast apps that you listen to, uh, submit reviews. I accept all types of feedback, criticism, whatever. Hate mail, fun mail, shade mail, Gmail, Y mail, whatever. All mails. <laughs> Except physical mail. That's about it. But uh, yeah, submit your questions. And Denny, thank you so much for being in the round table again. No problem. Hope you enjoyed. Yeah, it was cool. <laughs> Any final words? No, I ain't got nothing to say. Any advice you want to give out to people as far as adulting? As far as adulting, just I actually now that you mention it, yeah, something just crossed my mind is if you can find yourself in a way where you don't have to learn the hard way, uh, you know, try to stick to that. You know, when somebody try to, you know, when somebody older. Or, you know, somebody older gives you some advice, you know, try to completely understand and hear out where they're coming from. That way you don't learn the hard way. Uh, Sometimes we have to learn the hard way. I'm that type of person where I don't take a lot of, I don't take a lot of advice, not because I'm hard-headed, or maybe it is, but, you know, it's just, sometimes you just got to learn the hard way. But, you know, if you can avoid learning the hard way, then try to do that, you know. Yeah. Okay. I think my thing of advice is just, you know, adulting is not going to be a straight shot road. You're going to have roadblocks. You're going to have bumps and detours. Everything happens for a reason. Learn from it, grow from it, and be the best you. All right, well, thank you so much for listening, you guys. I hope you all enjoyed it. Denny, thank you so much for returning to the roundtable. It was cool. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. Thank you for calling me a regular, but okay, cool. (laughs) No problem. All right, well, I will talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.